Welcome to the Tearing It Up podcast. I'm your host, Taryn. We'll be tearing it up, tearing it down, and tearing it apart, dissecting all things related to those who deviate from the standard. From leaders of their industry to leaders of mediocrity, and maybe a gear review or two thrown in. We shoot the shit and let the conversations flow, so if that's not your style, this may not be for you. Otherwise, listen in. Hope to light a fire in you somehow. All right. So um, we haven't had a guest on in a few weeks now, actually, because January just flew by for us. Uh, I was super busy, and so Amber and I have just been having some solo episodes, chit-chatting and shooting the shit as usual and whatnot, but we are super stoked to finally have another guest on, and it is Carrie Williams, who I've spoke about um, in the last few episodes as I just recently did a training with her with, um, with her program, Boxing and Barbells. So I did her trainer certification course. Uh, Geez, what? Oh my God, it's the 21st of February. So that's like almost a month ago already that that training was. So I can't even believe that. But um, I found out about Carrie a couple few years ago. I think it was over COVID or just before COVID and started following her. And I was super interested in her Boxing and Barbells program. And uh, I did some virtual classes with her and just following her and her story of just being a badass lady boxing coach at the Olympic level. Uh, and so I just had to had to follow her and learn more about her and, and get in her courses. And I'm excited to have her here to share a bit of her story and whatnot today. So Carrie, with that, um, how about just a little about you and where are you at today? Like, where are you actually residing I am in Santa Monica, California now, um, but used to be much closer to you. Uh, I'm born and raised in Sacramento, Sac Town. Um, so I'm a NorCal girl at heart. Uh, moved to Santa Monica about nine years ago, I guess. So um, yeah, I, you know, I love, obviously I love SoCal weather. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I miss the NorCal vibes. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I haven't spent a whole lot of time in Sacramento, just kind of passed through mostly. But I mean, it really does just kind of remind me of where I'm from. Amber is in Tacoma, Washington right now, and that's where I'm from. And there's definitely similar, similar vibes in the area that it was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I know what this is all about <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So it's uh, it was kind of cool to at least have some a little bit of like relatingness with that but uh and that's where the training was was in sacramento so your hometown yeah it was actually at the very first gym that i opened um back in 1998 so i've been at this for about 25 years um but yeah sacramento i I opened uh primetime boxing in sacramento and then i grew a chain of gyms um, so in Roseville, Folsom, I started franchising, uh, and my timing was not stellar. It was, um, I started franchising. I dumped a bunch of money, money that I didn't have. So I borrowed a bunch <laughs> of money, um, and I didn't have investors, uh, but I knew that I had something that, uh, could really kind of blossom and grow and, um, I wanted to share it with everybody. And I started the franchise company a year before the housing market crash. Wow. So yeah, uh, sold my first franchise right before the crash in 08. 
uh, and yeah, so it, you know, I had to really change a lot of things. Um, I lost a lot, you know, through that. And I know a lot of people did. Um, it's kind of crazy how COVID feels a little like that now. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say COVID, like um, the government shutdowns because of COVID, um, you know, have really had such a an impact in such a bad way, especially in the fitness industry, a lot of industries, but the fitness industry has been hit really hard. Um, so now I feel like, you know, it's kind of like back in this, um, place where that you don't have any control over. (laughs) Yeah. It's so hard to be, I mean, and during that 2008 crisis, like Amber and I are both in college, but not at the point really where it, like it affects, that did fa- our families and whatnot, but like not, I think we were too young for it to really affect us directly. Cause we were, we were working still, but because that was straight up like the housing really, um, and loans and stuff from that, we weren't really as affected by it as like you said, with the government shutdowns and both of us working, well, me in the fitness industry and then Amber in like the food service industry and having a a child. So schools and all that has just been a whirlwind and to believe or think that it's been three years basically since it all started is just so fucking crazy. I just can't believe that it's still, still happening and affecting things. Yeah. It's hard to like wrap your head around. Like I, yeah, I have a really hard time kind of going, wow, we just lost three years when we should not have lost three years. Right. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) It's It's a bit frustrating, but (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Because just being in that state of not having control, I mean, through any season of life or whatever situation in life, just not having control over something, especially when you're kind of a control freak. And I think I kind of am. I deny it. I really try to deny. I really try to deny that. And I don't think I am, but I do have, I've had a lot of reflection lately. It's like, yeah, actually I do not like um, not having control of a situation. I don't like other people telling me what to do and when to do it. (laughs) And I want to lead the way, but so there's a time and place to learn when to back off though. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, you do learn that. Oh, you do learn that over time. You yeah, learn there are things you can control, things you can't, and and time. You know when your mouth closes and your ears open. Yeah, when you <laughs> should try to or not. Yeah, that's a. It's crazy how long that actually does take to learn. But <laughs> but um, so with your franchising, were you franchising like? prime time that like the gym like you had multiple locations of that did they all have the same name or were they different names yeah okay yeah so the so it was prime time boxing franchise um so I franchised the concept that I had and it was you know it was boxing and fitness but it was it was really more authentic boxing um which is what like boxing and barbells is it's very traditional authentic boxing coupled with weight training uh, but when I was um, growing my gym chain, the programming was based more off of boxing camps. So we did four week boxing camp programs. Um, we incorporated lots of different conditioning. We basically ran the camps like uh, a boxing camp. So like if you were a fighter, you go to camp and you do a specific type of training minus the sparring, because most of the people were coming and they didn't want to get hit. You know, <laughs> they want to do a workout, but they also really wanted to learn the sport. And I think, you know, being able to bring those two together is something that's 
not really been done yet. And, and t- well, until I came out and did it, but in like the group fitness space where we're talking about boxing and barbells, most of your fitness classes are either cardio box- boxing or you're just doing boxing training where it's very slow, methodical. We're learning how to throw the jab today. That's all we're doing. Um, so I wanted to bring those two together, which is something that I did with primetime boxing. Uh, but I wanted it to be something that we could really throw into, you know, any gym they, you know, you have some dumbbells, you don't even need punching bags, you know, but it's a very systematic program where the students are learning boxing, um, and they're being able to incorporate strength training on top of it. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what boxing and barbells is. And it, it was derived from primetime boxing, but the, the system has changed slightly, the formatting's changed. And I've learned a lot over the past 25 years about how people learn and not just our students, but also trainers. And so I've just kind of come up with a method of doing those things. Um, You know, all that trial and error, I've kind of done it for everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's why I put together the the B&B program and the certification. That's awesome. So with what, uh, from like the very beginning, how did you come upon even opening a gym? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So my story is pretty backwards. Um, usually you'll be an athlete, then you'll be a coach and then you open a gym. That's kind of how it usually works in our, our industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I opened a gym, I became a coach and then I became an athlete. So, um, when I was, I actually have an environmental science degree. So I, um, I had nothing to do with sports. I had nothing to do with fitness. I hated working out. Actually, (laughs) Um, yeah, I was, I was like, I was just a real bookworm and, uh, I didn't even dress down for PE because I hated it so much. So (laughs) that is like just knowing you now and, and your history with, with boxing and what you do in your companies and whatnot. I'm just like, that just blows me away. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? I still remember the first time I tried to run a mile and I was in downtown Sacramento and I was like, this shit sucks. (laughs) Like, I just not, I did not want to do it. I thought it was the most horrible thing ever. Um, so, so yeah, I didn't, I was not in, it wasn't my jam. Fitness wasn't my jam. Um, but I have always been an entrepreneur at heart. Like I've always tried to make a buck, you know, have control over, you know, here we go with the control thing, but, you know, controlling like how much money I make, how much money I don't make. And uh, just growing up, I would always come up with some way to make a dollar. And um, when I was in college, I went to a Grateful Dead concert and, you know, I didn't go in, we would go on the outside and you know hang out and do things mm-hmm. and um and there's a lot of people selling um not only drugs but also <laughs> selling uh wares that they made you know um you know all the deadheads so yeah. and this is probably before some people's time who might be listening but anyways there were uh there were people selling uh clothing that they had made and i was like I can make something. Yeah. So I went out and I bought these like 50 cent bandanas and um, I cut them in half. And then I sewed, I used my grandmother's sewing machine 
And I sewed these like badass halter tops out of bandanas, like super simple. And you just could tie around the neck, tie around the back, V-neck, whatever. Just like, it was like three half pieces of bandana put together. And, you know, it cost me a dollar fifty in material. No, it didn't, not even a dollar fifty. It was like less than a buck, probably. And I was selling them for 10 bucks. And I was like, wow, I can make so much money doing this. Yeah. You know, it was just, it's, I don't know, you just kind of when you're doing things like that, you go, wow, I I really all I had to do was just have this idea. Mm-hmm. I had a little bit of money and you know, obviously you have to put the work in and I was able to make some money. So just that entrepreneurial spirit. I wanted to be my own boss kind of all the time. I'm an only child. I was raised by my dad and he always was like, Carrie, you always think of number one first. And that was his way of not making me, you know, a spoiled brat, but was a way to make me an independent woman. Yeah. And So he always was like, you have to take care of yourself before you take care of anybody else. And he really um, kind of instilled that in me. And um, it took me a while as I got older to understand that it it didn't mean like, don't, you know, don't, don't help anybody out. Just help yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, it took, it took a little time for me to, to learn compassion and, you know, all these things because I was so focused on just me, 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 me. And, Mm -hmm. and that's a hard you know, that's, that's hard for me to admit, but it, it was, it's a truth, you know? And, um, and so as I started to get older, I started to realize like, you know, I'm not the only person in the world and, you know, (laughs) other things matter besides what I'm doing. Um, But I think, you know, as somebody who's like a teenager in the early twenties, you know, we have this kind of, we're in this bubble, and yes. I think probably a lot more so now, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. because of social media and, you know, we're just so connected and not necessarily in a good way mm-hmm. um, that I think that happens a lot now. So, um, you know, for me, just trying to really kind of step outside of that and go, wow, there's a whole big world. There are a whole lot of people. Um, and now I'm like kind of the opposite where now my dad's like, Carrie, you've done enough charity work for a lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) It just like went from one extreme to the other. Um, So now, you know, it's all about giving. Um, Mm -hmm. And and that kind of is why I wanted to create something that was like taking all of my knowledge and my experience and the years that I put into this sport and be able to pass that along mm-hmm. um, because it's such a beautiful sport. And, you know, a lot of people don't don't realize it. They don't see it because they don't maybe have the proper eye opening, you know, opportunity. They don't have the opportunity to train with somebody that's a good trainer mm-hmm. uh, to be able to see the sport um, as beautifully as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because in the fitness space you know, we, we work out to stay healthy. Um, well, you know, for the most part, I mean, some of it's vanity, of course, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but you know, it's about being healthy. And I think, you know, as we get older too, we need to do strength training. And that's why I wanted to add the strength training component, because for me, it was kind of a personal thing. I started to strength train, um, about eight years ago, probably. Um, and I'm 50 now. So it's kind of like, you know, as you get older in life, you go, oh, you know, oh, this is hurting. That's hurting. 
Yeah. And you go, well, you know, how am I going to remedy that? And we just don't, I don't think that we give strength training enough um, credit. Like mm -hmm. people don't look at it like it's necessary and it's so necessary. So necessary. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So I wanted to add that into the boxing to kind of really balance it out. Sorry, yeah. that was like a super long, I don't even know if I answered your question. No, it's <laughs> totally fine. I love it. Because just hearing yeah. that, just the history and just, yeah, where you came from and how people, like how we can all change, right? It's so you're not yeah. always just like, this is how I am. This is how I've always been. It's a perfect, beautiful story. You know, there's always more behind it, which is the point of this podcast anyways, is to like, just dig a little bit deeper and kind of get that behind the scenes because we only see what's on social media so we see these people and think oh they've they've just always looked like that or been that way or had that drive or whatever yeah. and you just you don't know what happened in someone's life to to make those changes it's, it could be a 180 or they could have been that way their whole life um like for me I've been in fitness mm -hmm. and sports my whole life like I don't feel like a lot of me has changed over time except for obviously I've learned and you know, grown, um, like mentally and emotionally and things like that. But yeah, I've always been involved in sports. I've been around wrestling since I was four, like blah, blah, blah. But like I said, you, there's still more behind my story as well. But hearing someone else's, like I said, when people only know you for, well, not only, but you know, that's what you are known for right now, obviously, like with your social media and yeah. your company, people sometimes aren't interested in even looking to find out anything further. They just don't want to try hard to do it. So just being able to like put it out there is what, what our goal is with that. Mm -hmm. And again, just like listening and hearing people's stories and struggles um, because these days there are a lot of people in things who are instantly like, you know, famous. So I think we forget <laughs> that people, did have to work for shit at one time people still do have to work for yeah. shit and we get into the idea of yeah I talk all the time about wanting to work less because I do think our like 40 hour work week structure is a little fucked up that you have to spend 40 hours with people you hate but that doesn't leave 40 hours for you to spend like that much time with your family you know <laughs> so so yeah finding a way to to work smarter not harder get the job done like work hard but you're not miserable doing it because yeah, right now our workforce is a lot of people are miserable, like doing their jobs just to get by. Um, but you also have this, there's times you got to put your head down and just fucking do it <laughs> to get yeah. to the point where you can enjoy things. And people want to skip that part and just get to the point where it's easy and they enjoy it. Um, so reminding people that like, you just have to go through that road, no matter how long it might be like, there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel if you really yeah. do do put that or how in. lost you might get because it's pretty wild that you went from environmental studies to <laughs> boxing like <Yeah>. that <laughs> I'm still tripping out about that also you make 50 look damn good sister um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes Thank and you. we do talk a lot about like just women specifically and whatnot and especially me with my fitness um background and I focus on a lot of women clients and how uh strength training is just so important for ladies out there after age yeah. 30 it's like every year you lose like five percent of your muscle like if you're not doing anything Ooh. and so it's just like even if you 
have been sitting on the couch for four years, five years, however old you are, just like get up and start lifting a little bit of weight. You don't need to go squat like 200 plus pounds, but adding a little bit of like (laughs) resistance training to your, your daily or weekly efforts can just go, go so far, but. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, the, well, my, I guess the transition between, um, environmental, you know, science and boxing. Uh, it was just essentially, I graduated, I worked at the government, uh, well, let's see, I'm trying to think of where I was working at the time. Um, uh, it was for the city of Sacramento and I didn't like it at all. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then people were like, oh, you could just go work for the EPA and, you know, you can make good money and, benefits and that 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 and it's just it just isn't me you know mm-hmm. I I just can't sit in a cubicle and um and it just yeah and, and working if in the government um sector it's really eye-opening how wasteful uh <laughs> it is yeah. yeah so um and you don't you know you're not supposed to do too much because, you know, somebody else in the office isn't doing as much as you. So you don't want anyone looking bad or, yeah. you know, I don't know. It's just, the it was just, politics. it was really, yeah, it was really weird. Um, But so I just like, well, I want to do something. I want to be my own boss. What could I do? And um, at the time I had a boyfriend that was a boxer. But, you know, I didn't even I wasn't ever interested in what he was doing, but he would still tell me, you know, stories like, you know, he'd go, oh, yeah, I went, you know, the boxing gym today. And these people wanted to come in that had money to spend to train, but the trainers just kick them out because they don't want to be fighters. And I was like, well, that's dumb because that gym needs money. It's a shithole. Um. And I thought, wow, there's people who actually want to learn the sport. They don't want to be fighters, but they want to learn the sport. And they're over there trying to give somebody money to do that. I said, well, shit, maybe maybe I could open a gym. And uh, this, you know, boyfriend, this then boyfriend could be my trainer. He could be the head yeah. trainer. So let me figure this out. <laughs> so I, um, this was before Google, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I went. Yeah, I went to the bookstore and I got a business plan for dummies because I didn't have a business background either. So I wrote a business plan and uh, and then I said, okay, well, I need to get some money. I don't have any money either. Um, So I literally didn't have shit. I didn't have anything. And I went to the SBA. Um, They have a program called SCORE. And so you can meet with like people who we'll give you some kind of advice for free and kind of help to guide you a little bit, like look at your business plan and go, Oh yeah, this is good. You know, this is, you know, let's fix this. So I finally got a, um, a meeting with an SBA lender um, at bank of America. And I went in, I was on fire. I pitched my, you know, business plan. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And he said, Oh, he's like, you know what? I'm going to give you a feel good loan. And I said, all right, I'm fine with that. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Take it. I'm going to take it. 
but he just said, he said, you know, I feel good about what your plans are. I feel good about you paying the bank back. I feel good about you being successful. And so I'm going to give you a $40,000 SBA loan. Tight. Whoa. Yeah. You know? So, um, so now it was like, oh, wow. Okay. I need to find a building now. I don't, you know, I didn't know anything about commercial real estate, leases, tenant improvements, la la la, just everything. And I just hit the pavement and I just, I learned as I went. Uh, I learned a lot. I bet. (laughs) The hard way too. The hard way. Yeah. As I tend to do, but you know, I will say, cause a lot of people will always ask like, what, what do you wish you would have known then that you know, now I get asked that a lot. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't wish that I knew anything mm-hmm. that I know now, because right. I'll tell you, it is so much harder for me um, to grow my company currently than I did before. And it is because of my ignorance before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's literally like, I know how much fucking work it's going to take. Yes. And it's hard to like, you have to constantly tell yourself, just keep going, just keep going. Whereas before, when you're just ignorant to it, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. You have to keep going. A dream and an idea, and that's just carrying you through. And then yeah. you're like, okay, let's figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. That totally yeah. makes sense. I feel like I've had a lot of lessons in my life where I decided to do something and didn't know anything about it. And then once I got there, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is what this entails. Great. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a term. Um, I can't remember it right now, but... We talk about it a lot in avalanche education because mm-hmm. it's um, it's like between that place of ignorance is bliss and then knowing too much that you're like overwhelmed by it almost. Yes. So like in analogy towards like backcountry skiing is like, oh, yeah, when you first start going out and going out into the mountains, you're just like, this is so fun. This is great because you don't know about the dangers. And then yeah. when you start to take all these education courses, you're like, holy, like, what the fuck have I been doing? I've been putting myself in this danger, that danger. And you almost now know too much that you're like now analyzing, like almost overanalyzing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just is so true to so many things in life. Like you said, you didn't know. So you just keep going because you don't really know where the right turn is, the left turn. You're just like, do, do, do. Then when you know it all, you're kind of almost like, well, you know, today I don't really feel like dealing with all that. So maybe I'm not gonna. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So true. Yeah. It's crazy. I want to find the happy medium. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then um, the fact too, of just dealing with everything all new opening a whole new business I feel like feel good loans don't even like exist anymore no 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 one could ever even just do that like their boss just wouldn't let them that would have to be like some rich guy you happen upon like this is not a both way feel good like you can feel good about me I'm not gonna feel good about you nor make you feel good so like yeah <laughs> Right. It's a one-way street here, buddy. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, but oh my god, I totally forgot where I was going with with that. Like you're saying, like it's all new. Like, I mean, just 
just going into something and it just being this whole new adventure, right? I love whole new adventures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's but exciting. You know about it. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. And not everyone is like that. Like most people are like, oh, that's new. It's scary. I don't want to. But that's, it says a lot about you as a person to be like, yeah, bring on the newness, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you said before we started um, recording too, that you're a fly by the seat of your pants kind of gal. So like definitely could see that for sure with starting a business, not knowing anything about business, the industry, just like everything that it entailed, commercial real estate, all the stuff that that comes upon. um, It's yeah, you have to be able to be excited about something new. And like you said, Amber, a lot of people are afraid of change, which is why also a lot of people in our society are just stuck like being unhappy because they are afraid to make those, those changes in their life um, because new is scary, but also like to, to me. And I think to all of us here, like the um, old is scary. Like the same is scary. Like I need a little bit of something happening in my life to keep the excitement there. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it. I think it like it stimulates our brains in a different way. You know, I, I know everybody's kind of built differently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of some things that we are are innate in us. Um, some are learned. Um, but yeah, it, it's like this constant uh, firing in the brain. I listen to um, quite a few business podcasts. And, you know, one thing that always kind of comes about is, you know, how do you kind of reinvigorate invigorate your um I don't know if it's like your zest for your business again um, or spark your ideas. It's oh, It always ends up being the same thing is to just, you have to remove yourself entirely and you have to go do something totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some new experience. It doesn't matter what it is. It could just be going out of town to some place you haven't been before, mm-hmm. trying something new. Like we just did, you know, contrast therapy the other day, you know, just like, just new stuff mm-hmm. and just seeing yeah. new things. Um, and then, you know, it kind of like sparks your, your brain up again. Totally. Uh, yeah. I, Manani and me don't get along. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And like you said too, it just, it could be as simple as getting out of town for like the weekend or whatnot. So I think that a lot of people put a little too much pressure in to being all or nothing, which I'm definitely an all or nothing person and trying to find the, that balance of not, being that way in every aspect of my life there's a time and a place for it um like yeah sometimes when you're skiing you have to commit so you're like gonna go (laughs) or not but um but for life in instances it's like you don't have to break yourself down to the ground like in every workout or anything um so finding the middle ground and realizing that you don't have to just quit your job today and start a whole new career path you can just take a step back, go out, like you said, go out of town for a weekend. You don't have to go on a, you know, four month safari or something. It doesn't take too much to, to get your mind just in a different direction uh, to like reinvigorate that spark or whatnot. But people just don't do anything because they think that that's not enough, like just a weekend or starting a, a painting class or some weird shit is just not enough but really it can be like let me go do paint by numbers with some wine and like that will Karen I think you're on mute oh no 
Uh, maybe it's my connection or something. Can you hear me now? There we go. We're there. Okay. Yeah. It must just be my internet. Um, winter's back. Yeah. <laughs> so my, my internet's kind of been wonky all day. It's been fine for the last couple hours, but let me know if anything happens again. But anyways, <laughs> um, back to just boxing, then at, you open your gym and how did you, obviously you're working in the gym. Is that how you started like getting into it yourself? Just being around it more? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I had watched some boxing, but not, you know, part, part, I wasn't partaking in boxing. Uh, but once the gym opened and then there's obviously members in there, they're learning how to box. Um, I'm watching more, uh, I'm kind of learning how to be a coach, Uh, We got really busy. And so the guy who was my head trainer, he said, well, you're going to have to hire a second coach because I can't do all of this myself. And me, I'm like, "Ah, I can do it. You know, I can do sales. I can run the front desk. I can be a trainer. And uh, I said, just show me how to do it. (laughs) So he started teaching me how to be a trainer. And so then I started, you know, helping out and and training people. But we also had a competitive fight team. I opened the gym in the neighborhood where I was basically born. So um, in North Sacramento, like, you know, where you saw Taryn, where the gym was at, it's a pretty rough neighborhood. Um, And because I did open in that neighborhood, there were a lot of kids that came into the gym that needed somewhere to go Mm -hmm. and they needed an outlet. And, um, and so, you know, we started uh, allowing kids to come in and learn how to box and then they wanted to compete, you know, and it was a sport to them. It's like, well, now I want to fight. So then I'm over here and now I'm training competitive fighters and then I'm in their corner and they're fighting and I'm telling them what to do. And I was like, how can I do this? I've never even been in the ring and fought before. Uh, so I wanted to, to fight, you know, it was like, it was one of those things where you feel a little bit like a a hypocrite. I mean, it's one thing to, you know, teach people boxing because mm -hmm. they're doing it for a workout, but it's another thing to teach someone boxing to compete and competed. And so for me, it was very important to, to step into the ring. Um, and so that's how I became a fighter. It's like, um, imposter syndrome when, when you feel like, okay, I'm telling someone how to do something, but I haven't done it, or just not believing that you are are that person. Like, I didn't have the training for this or that. How did I end up where I am? Like, I don't deserve this or whatever the case may be, whatever the thoughts are, like mm-hmm. um, just feeling, yeah, hypocritical and like you're an imposter being in that position. Yeah, it's- I It was can't. that. Yeah. yeah. And it was also that, I wanted to have the experience so that I could explain to him to, to them what the experience was and I could relate to that. So it's one thing to go, well, I read the books, I watched the videos, I did all this and now I can spit it out and I can do that. But how can I relate to you without having the experience Mm -hmm. in that ring? Um, and for me, that was really important, especially when you're dealing with teenagers, you know, they're very impressionable. Um, I felt like, you know, and I mean, to this day, I have a lot of them, they're grown now, you know, adults, they have families, they'll find me on Facebook and reach out and say, man, you, 
thank you. You changed my life. If it wasn't for you, I, I, you know, I don't know where I'd be, you know? So that is, that's worth more than anything, more than any monetary, you know, um, you just, you can't place an, uh, any kind of, um, a value on it. It's just invaluable. Absolutely. That's amazing. Uh, that's, and a lot of people don't experience anything like that. I mean, I can say for being a trainer, a lot of trainers say, you know, they want to help people. Right. And it's so true. I mean, I do like that. A lot of people are in the industry for that, but I think having an experience, especially with kids or someone who like, you've really changed their life is something that not many people get to experience doing for somebody. So it's just amazing to be able to have that. Yeah. I, I'm, I was really fortunate. I got to do that. You know, um, it, I, I was able to like grow my company, work with kids, um, you know, give them experiences. I mean, we would, these are kids that they had never been to the ocean. They'd never and they're been not that the far snow. from it. Yeah. No, they're they're never, right there in the middle. You know, I got, I, we would do like fundraisers and, um, you know, we'd had like the boxing team, you know, there's like 10 to 16 of them at any given time. And, uh, and then we would even do like seize candy stuff. We're like, okay, we're good. You guys got seize candy. You have to go out and sell it. You got to raise money for your field trip. And so, you know, basically we're taking them on field trips where they're going to, uh, they're going to Alpine Meadows and learning how to ski for the first time. Most of them never even had been to the snow. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the ocean, uh, you know, whatever. So it was just like giving them those experiences. And it was just really just so they could see mm-hmm. there's way more to life than your neighborhood, mm-hmm. than your hood, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that that was really, really helpful for them. So they learned a lot of discipline, obviously from the sport. Yeah. Um, they learned a lot of hard work, um, values, um, dedication, you know, all those things, but then, you know, is able to take them and kind of open their eyes to what was outside of their, their neighborhood. And, um, and there are some of them that own their own gyms now. So Uh, yeah, that's so cool. I was just going to say, even at prime time, it's Adrian, right? Who uh, who owns it now, but started there when he was a kid, like under your ownership. Yeah. That's so freaking cool. And so to have, like start a business like that where you're changing like people's lives old and young and teaching them this sport whether they're doing it for fitness or like competitively and going on to compete or on their own gym or get in better shape um to now then bringing it to like world or nationwide worldwide i mean really you're on zoom right anyone can do the <laughs> boxing and barbells they can fly to the country and do trainings i don't know if you've done any international trainings um like in-person trainer uh certifications but not yet I it's will. just like such a awesome story to yeah your growth in the business was from that to then expanding into what you have with boxing and barbells and reaching other people in that way mm-hmm. um so did you start boxing barbells while owning a gym or was that outside of a gym so when the housing market crashed, um, I had three gyms at the time and I ended up closing, uh, one of them and then two, I kept open and, um, I went through some other life changes, uh, got a divorce and, um, 
I just, you know, I was like, I just need to completely change everything. I need to make sure that my, I'm like doing what my purpose is here for. And it was really, really hard. I mean, I, I was in Sacramento my whole life and I just decided I'm going to go to Santa Monica. Um, I, well, I was on fear factor a long time ago. And so when I was, they flew me out to Santa Monica and I stayed at a hotel in Santa Monica. And then when I opened my first gym, I was fortunate enough to be in shape magazine um, because at the time, you know, women weren't doing any boxing. They sure as shit weren't opening boxing gyms. Right. And, um, and so I got uh, featured in shape magazine and they flew me out to Santa Monica for the photo shoot. So I was, I was like, okay, well, I've got to go to Santa Monica. Yeah. All signs, all roads keep making this ending up in Santa Monica. So I, uh, I looked for a small studio space that I could, uh, just run on my own. And then I had, um, a couple of the, the trainers who became managers of the gyms who now are owners of the gyms. Um, I had them run the gyms when I moved and, uh, I didn't know anybody in Santa Monica, no friends, no family, no nothing. And I opened a studio and was killing it. I, you know, I just, I went right back to like that unknown again, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, okay, I'm in a whole new city now. And I changed the name too. I didn't even have, I didn't even call it primetime boxing. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, it was like this challenge for me. I was like, well, I'm going to just, I'm going to call it the stables. And the reason is, is because in fighting, we call like when you go to a camp, it's a stable, you're in the stables of fighters. So it's like a, your stable mate is like your, you know, teammate, I guess you would say uh-huh. in like a sport. So anyways, it's called the stables. And, um, and I was like, well, I'm going to see if I can make a go of this new name, you know, don't know anybody. I don't have, you know, I can't get referrals Yeah, <laughs> you know, just like starting fresh. Um, and so, yeah, I did that. And it was a one woman show all over again. And, um, it was doing great. And then, you know, like I said, like about seven years ago, I started lifting weights and I was started incorporating that with my training at the stables. And a lot of the members were like, wow, this is awesome. I love it. When are we going to do that? You know, weight training again. And then over like a few years, I was like, you know what? I think I should make like this a thing. I should make it a class and a format. And there's nothing like this at gyms. You know, there's nothing that's like formatted in this way. Um, I had already certified trainers because I've, um, you know, I with USA Boxing, I'm an Olympic level coach. And so I was a clinician for them. They call us clinicians. It's basically we were certifying their trainers for mm-hmm. USA Boxing. So I wasn't, you know, it wasn't new for me to certify trainers. Um, but now it was now certifying fitness folks instead of boxing trainers. Right. Um, so it was for a different purpose. Um, and so, yeah, so I came up with a concept about four years ago, probably. Um, and then I started Boxing and Barbells, the company, about three and a half years ago. So literally about only a year before COVID. Wow. (laughs) So started getting traction and everybody started to like, oh yeah, this is great. You know, and started setting up like meetings with big gym chains. And then the breaks got, you know, 
slam the brakes on with COVID. So now it's, you know, trying to get back to that. Yeah. Regain momentum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is just so hard because again, back to the control thing, you have no control over it. And the way things happen in this country of being so divided about like where you're at affecting things, you know, you could be somewhere where everything is open and people are back to normal and you could be in other spots where things are are not, or people just took a hard, you know, change in their life. Like for me with training, I obviously had to stop, like the gyms closed and it was an interesting time for me where I'm at in Tahoe because there in Truckee, there was really only one gym, like uh, there was a couple CrossFit gyms and another fitness studio that uses the Les Mills program, but there was only one like commercial gym um, and, th- and that closed, but they had been planning on opening a new one for years, and but it, yeah, they didn't open it for another year or so after COVID or whatnot, because everything got slowed down with just building and opening. So I really didn't have like any opportunity to just jump right back into the gym. And also just in this small community, uh, I mean, I was burnt by people that I was like, fuck it. I do not want to go back to working for these gyms that opened new beautiful facilities that I was excited to be a part of. But now they've like totally fucked me because they don't care about anything except for the money. So of course, I don't want to go back and work for them. And that's what kind of put me on hold of even doing boxing and barbells for so long. The certification courses is because I don't have a place to train. And there's a lot of people I think in my position who left either because they don't want to go back to the gyms that they were at for whatever reason, maybe those gyms closed. Um, and I mean, I, I did some group classes outside, but also I live, you know, in the mountains. So I can't really do that for, I can really only do it a couple months out of the year, like guaranteed. So yeah, for you trying to navigate all of those folks changes and whatnot, it's just like, you kind of have to just wait for people to come to you and figure out how they can use your program, like in their new situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. Cause you know, they're in the same boat that you, you have been in. And so they put the brakes on, um, all of their education, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, where, where am I going to go teach it? The mm-hmm. gyms aren't open or maybe the gyms have opened back up and maybe they're not hiring right now because there's not enough people coming into the gym. Um, or they're just not even hardly paying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to be able to even make a living trying to do it. Um, you know, so do I teach it at home? Do I do it on zoom? You know, so it's like, it's been just really, really crazy. And I, I'm thinking that we're starting to kind of, you know, work our way back. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the landscape looks different. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's hard for us. We're all kind of hesitant to say like, we're getting back there, right? Because in the last few years, we've said that and we felt that. And then all of a sudden, bam, closed again, or this is like, now you can't do this or can't do that. So I feel like a lot of us in many circumstances, I guess, that are hesitant to take next steps forward because you don't almost really want to get expectations up that this is going to be okay and I can get back to normal and I can start doing this or that. But at at some point, we just have to fucking do it because you can't let yourself be held back by fear or of the unknown. 
Um, otherwise you're just yeah. not going to get anywhere anytime. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You just got to keep pushing forward and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if it's ready to happen, then it's ready to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stars will align. Yeah. <laughs> are you, um, are you certifying boxing specific, like, uh, trainers or coaches at all anymore, or just doing the boxing and barbells? Um, I mean, I have, um, I have an online course that's just for boxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have enough, um, I don't say like, I don't have enough time, I guess, to set up additional courses, um, for just like folks that just want to teach boxing like competitively, but also there's not like a huge market for that. Right. Um, you know, honestly, like usually coaches that, are already teaching somebody how to box or they're already, you know, wanting to have competitive fighters. Most of the time they already, they think they already know how to do everything. Um, so (laughs) they don't really want to get educated. Um, even though it's, you know, I have trained, you know, folks like that and it's been extremely helpful for them. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times, um, they get a bit of an ego and, you know, they already know it. So they don't want help with it. Uh, so, you know, it's not really worth my time. Right. Yeah. To bother with it really. Absolutely. Yeah. I can totally see that. Uh, yeah. That is the hardest thing I think is teaching it. At one point I used to think I didn't want to teach beginners uh, like anything because you're just like, okay, we're really back, you know, at the basics. And for, for you as a coach or something, it might be like, okay, this is not what I want to be doing. Cause I want to do like a higher level or this or that. And then I quickly realized like the beginning stages are so much funner. First of all, like people are more excited. You're seeing so much progress and uh, like just seeing people learn or like get something you're like, yes, like just so happy and excited for them. And you don't have to deal with the fact of breaking bad habits or egos of people and, and like butting <laughs> heads with your your student or client or something because they just will not do it the way that you are like suggesting to them. Like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, okay, well, we're not going to get anywhere. If you're not going to listen to me, then why did you hire me? Like, yeah. <laughs> why do you yeah. want to work with me? But um, it is, it's hard now because boxing has been become so popular in the fitness industry that there are so many folks that are doing boxing for fitness. Um, and so they come in with really bad habits. Um, so it, it's been a bit challenging to, you know, they're like, well, I learned it this way. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you just learned cardio boxing. Like, yeah, you it's... didn't learn from like a boxer or boxing coach. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that, that could be a little challenging, but. Yeah, it has blown up, I feel like, in the last uh, couple years, maybe, like, kind of s- slow start, and now I just see see it everywhere, and I don't know, you know, Google ha- and Apple or whatever the things that are that are listening since I signed up for the course, even though I'd been following you and all that for a while, I, so many things started popping up, like, some random uh, fitness, like, tone it up so they they had like a reality show like 10 years ago or 15 years ago these two girls on the beach and it was like tone it up boxing and I'm like what (laughs) and it's all I think they're all online now too I don't know that they have any fitness studios or whatnot I'm like oh wow now these girls are have like have 
uh, created a boxing program. I mean, Peloton started a boxing thing. There's just so, so many things. Let me tell you a funny story. This still actually kind of chaps my hide a little. Um, So when I first moved to Santa Monica, I was um, kind of hired by Livestrong and um, they had this where if you were an expert in something, they would give you like a list of things to shoot videos on. And they had like a, they had a videographer come out to you at your gym. And then there would be a list, like how to do this, how to do that. And they would pick like whatever, like 20 different things that they would get algorithms from Google. So I was the boxing expert for it. And so I was doing videos for them. And then the camera people, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, there's these two gals um, that, you know, we do some work for. And they started a a YouTube channel. And um, they're like, yeah, we, you know, we do 10 videos for them and they pay us a thousand bucks. And I was like, oh, I can't really afford that. Um, Anyways. It was the tone it up girls. (laughs) And, and I kick myself in the ass all the time because literally they were doing far less than I was. And all they did was pay this guy a grand for 10 videos a month. And they freaking blew up on YouTube, which I could have done very easily. I was the only person doing boxing as a woman. And I was just like, oh, man. Totally. Isn't it funny? Well, that kind of goes back to the things uh, towards the beginning we mentioned. Like, what would you change, you know, knowing now or whatever? <laughs> it's like, okay, on one hand, you know, nothing. Because without it, I wouldn't have gone through the trials and tribula- tribulations, which ultimately is where a lot of the learning and growth comes from. So as much as you would have preferred it to maybe be easier, this or that, like, you wouldn't have learned as much. You wouldn't be where you are without them. But it comes to some things where you're like, God damn, if I just would have done yeah. that one little thing, like how would life be, you know, different or whatnot? It's, oh, they're it's, multimillionaires. Those yes. Girls. So it's crazy. I I saw them because <laughs> of their reality show on whatever it was, like I said, like years ago. And then, they, of course, they're in the magazines all around that time when magazines were still like, yeah, the the thing to to look at rather than Instagram. And out of nowhere, again, they started coming up on like Facebook or Instagram. Like, I forgot all about these chicks. Like, what is going on now? And I saw the boxing thing and I'm like, what? They're like, oh, <laughs> boxing is hot. Let's hop yeah, on that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Cool. And that's what it is. And it's all that kind of cardio, like, yeah, just punch, punch, jab, whatever, get the heart rate up. And that's all good and great and whatnot. But for me, I mean, and I don't, I hate running. I despise running. I mean, I like to ride my bike. So yeah, doing stuff like that to get uh, for as a form of cardio is great, but also just recognizing it as a sport. I'm like, well, I don't really want to just, I already feel pretty stupid trying to do anything because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, I just look so awkward. So I'm like, I might as well at least try to learn how to do it the right way. If I'm going to feel like I look like a fool, (laughs) be somewhat close to trying to replicate a real thing instead of just punching the air as fast as I can. But (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are getting so much better. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah, it was for me, like seeking you out and doing your program was for that uh, authenticity of it. Because like I said, just being from a, 
I don't want to, I mean, I don't really refer to wrestling as a combat sport. Some people do, but just having that kind of background, I feel like I can appreciate um, what else is behind boxing. And also, like you mentioned in the beginning, like a lot of people just don't see boxing for what it, they only see what it, they see on TV. Like, oh, it's just some like violent. People just want to knock people out, but they're not seeing all of what it takes behind the scenes and that people do want to do it not just to knock somebody out but maybe it's to hit a bag or whatever reasons that kind of workout to me gets out a lot more feelings and emotions and feels a lot better than just running (laughs) yeah it's a little more cognitive than running yeah and that's the thing exactly it's like just there's so much thought to it trying to link these things together like I said rather than just a cardio fitness class where you're just like jabbing as fast as you can like putting together combos and I'm just like oh my god <laughs> like this is a mind workout <laughs> so it's it's amazing and I was just yeah so stoked to be able to do it and actually learn some real real shit I'm like well you know one day if I want to continue this like at least I would feel comfortable teaching a younger person who was maybe wanting to actually participate in the sport and or older whatever um but I'm like, I at least have something I can do. I, I wouldn't just be like, oh, you have to go, you know, down to Reno and find a boxing coach. Yeah. I'm like, I can teach you some real fundamentals and then you can grow out of me for sure and go on to somebody else. But felt like I now have more to offer somebody um, having mm-hmm. actual fundamentals of boxing. Yes, I can appreciate that. Thank you. Yes, of course. Well, um, as we kind of wrap up here, I'm sure there's a ton of other things I wanted to say or ask you or anything, but um, is there anything, well, tell us where to like find you and whatnot now, where people can follow you, find you and you know, like personally, business-wise or whatever it is you want to share with folks. Uh, well, all the social media for Boxing and Barbells is Boxing in Barbells. So B-O-X-I-N-G-N-B-A-R-B-E-L-L-S. And uh, my personal social media, all of them are Carrie Lee Williams, C-A-R-Y, like Carrie Grant, L-E-E, Williams. And no, my first name is not Carrie Lee. <laughs> <laughs> just Carrie. It's <laughs> just Carrie. Harry Williams was taken. He's evidently a very famous football player. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And then, so yeah, if anyone's interested in learning more about boxing and barbells or Carrie herself, follow both of those um, social profiles and what it's boxing and barbells.com, right? Just spelled out for the website. Spelled out A-N-D. Yeah. Are you still doing um, Zoom classes or do you have pre-recorded classes that people could go and take from the website? Uh, yeah, we have an on-demand platform um, under Boxing and Barbells. And um, so basically there's like a couple hundred videos probably pre-recorded of um, workouts, of all Boxing and Barbells workouts awesome. that you can do with or without punching bags. Um, there's even workouts in there without weights. It's just body weight. Um, but um, but yeah, there's all kinds and the fundamentals are in there. So, you know, there's videos on like how to do the basic stuff so that you can do the workouts and preparation, you know, what you need and all that fun stuff. That's awesome. I highly recommend that for anybody who is looking for like an at-home workout, especially anybody who is uh, has limited equipment, whether it's just none or a little bit of barbells or uh, laundry detergent uh, that they can lift or something, because it's just a ch- different change of pace 
So not, not your normal kind of workout. And it just keeps you, keeps you moving and thinking. And, um, oh God, what was I going to say? Oh, on that website, do you have a, any place where it tells people where they could find like a certified boxing and barbells coach and where their gyms, a directory? Yes, there is. Um, it needs more updating because there are more that are that need to be added. Mm-hmm. Um, but on there, if you go to, um, I believe it's called find a class. Mm-hmm. And then when you go there, there'll be a list of trainers too. Cool. That's awesome. Just for people who do want to see if there's anything close to them to experience it in person. Um, and that's, that's amazing. So before we sign off anything, um, Amber or Carrie that you guys want to leave off with? Uh, I don't think I have anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just, thank you for having me on. I just, I love, you know, just kind of letting it go whichever direction. And and I think we hit on some fun things that normally when I talk on a podcast, I don't get to talk about. So it was really nice. Awesome. That's so good to hear. And we were so happy to, to have you. And then maybe we'll get to talk to you again sometime in the future. Oh, for sure. I've got awesome. plenty to chat about. <laughs> awesome. All right. So with that, we are going to sign off um, from the internet world and we'll talk to you all on the next episode. We hope you enjoyed this episode and would do us a huge favor since we don't have any sponsors or anything like that and would rate and review us on whatever platform it is you use, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, whatever it is. And if you're listening and downloading just through the website, tearingituppodcast.com, leave comments. Um, We'll definitely engage back with you. And on social media right now, we're just on Instagram, tearingituppodcast is the handle like the posts, share the posts, comment on the posts, whatever it is you got, um, show us your love so we just stay relevant and show up in the rankings at all. So again, rate and review, please, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.